We are here with Dr. Rao from Stanford University. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you? Good. So you're running the, the patient safety officer at, at Stanford. Um, thought we'd start out with just learning what that means. What, what does that role mean? Um, because it sounds really important. <laughs> well, no, we can argue about not wanting to hurt patients, right? Yes. Um, so my job is across the enterprise to lead our efforts to prevent patient harm. Uh, so that includes adverse events that happen to patients falls, pressure ulcers. That also includes um, infections that happen to patients. So uh, infections in catheters and urine, uh, pneumonia, sepsis, etc. Um, and then that also includes thinking through the harm that happens to patients when the system is just too complex. Uh, so we do a lot of clinical redesign. We think about implementing new technologies. And when you bring a new technology in, how does that affect how we provide patient care and how do we make sure that we're not going to harm a patient in the process? So inevitably, uh, I get tied pretty closely to the innovation work. So you were coming from the Midwest where you were focusing on innovation. Um, you're now here on, on the West Coast. Um, you know, I'd love to hear from a clinician's perspective, because I know you're still practicing. Where are we? Where, what's the state of, of health innovation today? What are you, how do you feel as, from the clinician's point of view? So from the clinician's point of view, um, we keep feeling like we wish we were achieving more uh, sooner. We're still... I think behind the eight ball when it comes to a lot of our industries, we still struggle to accommodate uh, a lot of the complexity in our system. Um, from the administrator standpoint, which I get sort of unique perspective of both, uh, I'll tell you coming out to the Bay Area versus being in the Midwest, uh, you know, in the Midwest I got a trickle of great companies who were coming at me, it was easy to find interesting ideas. Here it's like drinking from a fire hose. Mm. Just the pure uh, volume of incredible innovation that happens in the Bay Area is sometimes a bit overwhelming. Uh, but the nice piece is that because there is such a drive for innovation in this area, uh, it elevates the culture and it makes everybody very interested in how can we do things better. So the status quo no longer applies. Everyone's driven to how we can do better within the health system, how we can be better physicians, better nurses, how we can do better by our patients. Even our patients are more engaged. Even our patients want to have uh, better ties to the data, better ties to their actual clinical care, a better understanding of where they're going in their healthcare spectrum. So that's a, a mental shift that, you know, I've been here two years now, but it's been fascinating to watch. So you get to spend a lot of time with entrepreneurs, with innovators, doctorpreneurs, as, as we like to call them. Um, advice, uh, you know, th thoughts that you can share with maybe those just getting started. Um, what should they be thinking about? What should they be doing? Yeah. So I will say... Um it goes without saying that healthcare is a complex environment, and trying to bring any solution into a complex environment is challenging. So I always encourage entrepreneurs to really pay attention to all the stakeholders. If you're going to bring in, let's say, a digital health opportunity that's going to interact with inpatient care, think through how the physicians are going to use it, how the nurses are going to use it, how it's going to affect the interaction with the patients. All of these pieces to the implementation often get thought of uh, as an afterthought. Right? Solutions get built, and then they're trying to get into the health system and struggling to do so, and that's because that's not accounted for in the front end. Right. So uh, I drive a lot of companies to really think through that piece, because if you make it easier for us to bring you into a health system, it's much more likely that we're going to take you on and become a client. If it's going to be very difficult to implement your solution, if it's going to be challenging, if it's going to cause barriers to how our physicians and nurses currently practice and they're going to complain, that makes my life a lot harder. It makes me a lot harder. It's a lot harder for me to bring your solution in. So what criteria do you have? Are there a couple of 
easy examples like yay, nay, right off the bat that, that help you filter one way or the other? Yeah, so I would say the first thing is think about the amount of work you're gonna create. So if your solution is coming into an environment, uh, think about who has to use it and what they have to do in order to use that. Uh, so I'll give you an example. I had a company come at me that had a fabulous solution for being able to provide transparency uh, to what was happening to elderly patients in the hospital setting. So if your grandma was in the hospital, you could sit at home and actually see that your grandma was being interacted with, medications were being given, the patient was being rotated, you know, all the, she was being walked, all the great stuff that would allow you to feel better about the fact that your family member was being taken care of. What they hadn't thought through was uh, in order to get that information into their system, somebody would have to type it in, somebody would have to input it in. If it's not being pulled from an EHR and I have to have my nurses do an entirely new workflow, mm. that's a big challenge. Mm -hmm. You can imagine how my nurses felt when I brought that solution to them. So thinking through that piece in the forefront and really being purposeful about how you design the interaction, that computer-human interaction piece is uh, so critical to so much that we do. and. Uh, I, I do. I push companies really hard to think carefully about that and be really purposeful. So over the last couple of years, are you seeing progress? Are you seeing entrepreneurs come in that um, either the ideas are more baked, the solutions are serving your needs better? Like, where, where are we? Is it getting better? Is it... Has it not changed fast enough? Um, so I, I will say that it has gotten better to some extent. Um, the part that bothers me is that I'm starting to see more and more uh, niche solutions, small, tiny pieces that will affect a, a small spectrum of the care. And uh, if you're a large health system and you're thinking about a company that you want to bring in, you want to see a full stack solution. Right. You want to see something that is designed for a big impact. Right? Uh, so it's often difficult for me to, it's, it's easy to do a pilot with a small solution. It's a little harder to think through how to scale that. Uh, so for us, uh, I would say we're seeing a lot more of the smaller players pop up and it's really hard to interact with them in a meaningful way. So who do you think is most likely to crack the code on that issue where you know, we hear often there's too many point solutions, there's too many features. You're looking for someone to come in with a whole stack solution. Who's most likely to be able to do that in your view? Well, I mean, it's, it's challenging for a startup to do. Uh, and I don't mind if a startup comes to me and has a point solution, as long as they have a good roadmap and strategy for how they're going to scale that. And if they, if they don't, I'm happy to help them. You know, me and my team, part of our job is to help them think through that piece. And we're happy to do that. But the company has to be open to that piece too. Right. Um, so I don't expect early stage companies to be able to have the bandwidth to provide a full stack solution. If they do, it's great. Right. They can raise a great amount of money right. and have a big, big team. And I know that's a rare occasion. Right. Um, but I like to see openness. I like to see a company that understands that uh, there are challenges that we're facing that are more than the point solution. And we need to think about uh, if you're going to come work with us, how do we scale you? What does that look like? How do we grow you beyond your niche place? Show me your roadmap. And if you don't have a roadmap that scales, work with me to think through that so that I know it's going to be a lasting engagement. I want to know that if I'm working with your company, it's going to be something for the next five years that we're going to be driving huge impact across the organization. Not that this is something we're going to do, and within a year, it won't drive as much impact, and we'll fizzle on to the next thing. Right. That repeat and rinse cycle of finding interesting companies, doing a small pilot or a small initiative, and then not being able to scale it and moving on, that's the death cycle of digital health. Right. And, uh, we see a lot of companies get trapped in that space, and, and we are uh, just as guilty. 
because we often say yes to companies that, uh, at the end of the day, aren't a scaling strategy for our organization. And that's, we're doing disservice to the companies um, by not having that two-way communication. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's, I think, one of the biggest barriers. So you're optimistic? I'm very optimistic. I'm very optimistic, and I do believe um, I believe that innovation is really going to come from the startup community, particularly in healthcare. I know there's been a lot of conversation about digital health, and mm -hmm. yes, funding is going well, but are we really seeing returns? I, I don't think that the provider side is necessarily as nimble. Uh, it, it's, it can't be, right? We, we face bureaucracy, we are an, an enti a corporate entity. It's hard for us to move risk is a part. Risk avoidance is a part of, of it. Of course. Patient safety. Of course. Uh, it's got to move slowly in some cases. It does. And innovation is something that we try to commit to, but it's not part of our natural culture. At least not uh, ingrained really in how we're right. trained and how our, our system is developed. So uh, I am a big believer that innovation comes from the outside. And health systems, their job is to find that innovation, partner with it, and help develop and nurture it. I mean, we really should be the garden where things grow. And that mentality, um, I'm seeing some health systems start to pick that up and really commit to that. And those are the ones I think are going to lead the charge for innovation. So what does the health system of the future look like then in an ideal world? Uh, in an ideal world, uh, the health system of the future is that open playbook of opportunity for innovation. Right? They have a clear strategy on what they want to accomplish, what's going to drive them for this fiscal year, what are the big objectives that they need to um, hit the tar targets on right, for, the giving, for the giving year, and then they can align companies along that piece, they can align technologies along that piece with a clear strategy for we're going to overcome, we're going to accomplish this within this year, this is what the ROI is in the next year, etc. It's often hard for a health system to think beyond one fiscal year, right. and they like to see returns within one fiscal year, and that's not an easy thing to accomplish with real innovation. So uh, understanding what the roadmap is and what the targets are for each fiscal year going forward and having a committed strategy, that's what the future of healthcare innovation within a health system looks like. And that's a shift of culture, and that's also a shift in understanding how to partner with startups. Because I think we've been partnering with startups for a good amount of time now, but we're, it's still really early. Yeah, it is. <laughs> It's still really early. I, I always like to say it reminds me of 1994 internet. It's just so early in, in the process, which is also very exciting because there's a lot of opportunity to, to come. So, well, thank you for everything you're doing and, and Stanford's doing to really support innovators, entrepreneurs, startups. Um, it's, you know, it's so meaningful for, for these innovators to get um, support and, and ideas and sort of um, wisdom and advice. So thank you for, for everything you're doing. Oh, of course.